right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Sally here, UK British Open preview presented by His Majesty the King, the first one of those in quite some time. I know he's ecstatic about it. Mr. TC, hello, Tron. How are you? You know, I'm a massive royalist. Sally, I made the same joke on our DraftKings parlay video. So but that comes out later this, in this podcast, so I win. I get I to know, make I that's beat gonna you be to a it. tough look. I beat you to it. So DJ Pie is here. Hello, Mr. Pie Man. Welcome back to the professional golf world after some time away. I know you were on the pod last night, but I feel like you're stoked to get talk some major championship golf this week. Absolutely cannot wait. Thank you for having me on your program, Solly. I cannot believe the last major of the year is is here already. Men's major. Come on. Last now, men's don't. major of the year. You're exactly right. Full mea culpa for me. Uh, I'd like to issue a formal apology, suit and tie. Uh, yes, yeah, so the last men's major championship of the year is here, which is wild, man. Feels like we just started. I think you could talk me back into the PGA going back to August. I think we could have that. Maybe that's a maybe that's a future discussion topic. I don't even think we need to talk about it. I think we just, <laughs> we just, just do, do it. it. Just accept that and do How it. How about you yeah. have the PGA in May, but if you don't get the result you want, you replay it. And that's interesting. Yeah. That's so, interesting. I'll, I'll, I get down with that. I'll run, be, that, I mean, I'll run that by I'll run that by fake Seth Wall to see what he could get uh, get done about that. It, it's much you know we always bring it up much like your play the Ryder Cup every year thing. Maybe we should have have like Two nine PGAs. or ten majors. <laughs> you know, I think that surely would yeah. just be double the excitement. Grossly misrepresenting the Ryder Cup point, uh, but yeah, I feel like it, what's going on with the Ryder Cup stuff is why we should play it every year. Like, especially people like TC just peacocking around like they didn't just lose nineteen nine. It's too far. It's too distant of a memory. Exactly, it's perfect. Yeah, it wasn't even a real golf course. We, we don't need to do that today. Because yeah, okay. Marco Simone is really where it's at. I think you're gonna <laughs> love what you're gonna see there. So. Uh, this episode is, of course, brought to you by our friends at Titleist, the number one ball in golf and the longstanding number one choice of players competing for the game's most historic championships since I, records. I got to think there's going to be some Titleist balls in play this week. Probably that. God, will you let me get to it? Okay. <laughs> Why would you spoil it? All right. We practice like, Let's get them riled up today. We huh? practice this, guys. <laughs> Since records have been kept, Titleist has been the number one ball at the Open Championship. Mm, didn't didn't hear you say that one. Didn't hear you call that one, Pie Man. And that will continue this week at Royal Liverpool, where the overwhelming majority of players will be teeing up. Can you guess which two golf balls, DJ? Uh, AVX and right. I'm uh, gonna NXT, NXT Tour. Pro V1 and Pro V1X ah, golf balls. Oh, those are my next two guesses. And among that group is the tours leader in strokes gain, T to Green. I don't even need to say the name of that guy uh, who plays Tommy the Pro V1. Does <laughs> not play Pro V1. For, uh, that was editorialized and not accurate. Uh, <laughs> along with the pe- defending open champion Cameron Smith, who plays the Pro V1X. Choosing the right golf ball is about flight, spin, and feel and comparing Pro V1 versus Pro V1X. Pro V, I don't even need to read this. I've got this memorized now. Pro V1 will fly lower and spend less. That's what I play uh, in the long game while producing similar greenside spin, softer feel. Pro V1X is going to fly higher and spin more in the long game. We'll have a bit of a firmer feel. Uh, the Pie Man needs all the help he can get on that front. The best players <laughs> in the world. See how high it's going right now. It's unbelievable. Are, are playing a golf ball that's fit to their game. You simply can't play your best golf otherwise. Head to Titleist.com to start the fitting process and find out which Titleist golf ball is right for you. TC, being the royalist that you are, what makes Royal Liverpool special in your mind? 
Uh, or is it special? I it's a great, is it special? I like I like Liverpool. I like Hoylake. Solly, we had the 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 great fortune, the great occasion to play it. God, what was that? 2017? Uh, 2016? Spring 2017. Like the original C Suite boondoggle. People forget about <laughs> yeah. that trip. Barely uh, any content a, produced. Just you guys getting flown over, playing the great British links. Just unbelievable. I think I had an eight-week-old at the time. I was going to say, TC was <laughs> setting the scene early for like, I will be traveling on golf trips for work. It wasn't even work yet, but I will be making golf trips uh, yeah. with this, with this whatever the hell this thing is. No, I, I think we had we had kind of an outlier day in oh, in awesome. late March. Uh, it was you know low sixties, not a cloud in the sky. They're like, yeah, it like it hasn't been like this in four years. Here. <laughs> uh, just a wonderful setting. I I think some of that will probably be chopped up by the grandstands and and you know a lot of the hospitality and all that. Like it's a pretty flat spot there near the golf, like the clubhouse, and then. You look out towards Wales in the distance, the mountains in the distance, and the River Dee and all that stuff. It's it's a really, really cool setting for golf. Uh, wonderful clubhouse, wonderful club. They've been gotten to know quite a few of the members just via like social media and shout out to the Stags Links guys and all that. Like they're just it seems like truly a like the kind of club where you can always get a game. And I say that very, very like unfacetiously, <laughs> like very, very genuinely. Just, you know, cool, like great area for golf too. Obviously you got, you know, all the, all the great links there up and down that coast. Um, I think it's probably the most underrated golf area in the world, in my opinion, just breadth and depth, but the, the uh, course itself, it's kind of, Sally, correct me if, if you feel or remember differently, it's a little bit chopped up. Like I, I kind of remember the first six or seven holes being pretty flat pretty uh you know especially flat greens uh some cool holes i love that that first hole it's not the first for the open but the uh it's gonna get it confused OB it's gonna get it's good it's a it's a so it's sick. a battle for anyone that's ever been there to, to yeah. do the the open championship holes versus the actual uh the holes that the members play it as because it they play 17 and 18 as the club 17th and 18th are the first and second holes and then you yeah. flip over to play the club's first hole as the third hole um, and everything else slides in after that. Don't try. I'm, I, I'm hesitant to even bring it up Deej, because you're fortunate to like not have any yeah, of this blurriness. I think, I think I'm just going to go with what's on TV. That's all you need to know. It's yeah. all anybody needs to know. Uh, but if we get confused, that's probably why. And then it gets out to, to the coast all of a sudden. And you're like, Holy shit, this is different from the first, <laughs> the first third of this golf course that I played. And there's all sorts of holes on the dunescape out there. And, um, I don't know. Like, I really like the par fives here. I wish it was like looking at the pictures today. I wish it was dried out and burned out and dust flying up and, you know, shout out to cat. And what was that? Oh, oh five or oh six. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tweety bird. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, overall it's just, there's, there's plenty of variety. Um, I don't know. It's, it's probably the least, right there with Troon, right? It's probably the least scenic or least remarkable from a TV perspective, but I quite like the place and I think it's produced some really, really, really good winners as well. It's not like the most stunning visual golf course, as you said. It's not that quirky. It's not that weird. You know, it's not, yeah. it's, it really is greater than some of its parts. I don't, you know, I, we're going to do a little segment later where we rank our open championship venues. I had a hard time placing this one. I really did because I really like it, and I hate where I think it ended up on my list. I think the Open Championship courses are really, really tough to rank, and I think this is solidly middle of the pack. 
yet I think the the venues for the Open Championship are all so freaking good that you, you could convince me this is my second favorite and you could convince me it's my eighth favorite. Like, they're all really close. It's tough to sort it out. And I just, I, I, I felt like after watching the first two of these on TV, I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then after seeing it, it really elevated. It really did. And we, I gotten to go a couple times and have been struck with really good weather every time I've done it. And it just, it really is. I, I love that setting and scene with that clubhouse, the putting green and just the houses that are around it and that estuary. It's just, it's, it's, uh, this is my favorite week of the year. I'm so excited for this week. It, it reminds me a little bit. I, I do not have the good fortune of having been there, uh, nor have I really been to all that many of the, the Rota courses, to be honest, but looking at, you know, so so I guess what you're left with then is kind of like what you've seen on TV, which you know, to your point, Tron, it's it's kind of big dick players only uh, at at Hoy Lake, right? Rory, Cat, Bobby Jones, things of that nature. Uh, and then looking at some of the just, this could be an awful take. Like I said, I, I've never been there, but looking at the way you have to plot your way around, looking at how deathly some of these pop bunkers look, looking at how much of like a chess match it is, looking at the estuary, looking at, you know, it's not big rolling dunes. It's just kind of like rumples. It, it almost kind of reminds me in a way of like a cross between Carnoustie and the old course. Is it, do you guys get any, any sense of that? It's not quirky and weird and crazy like the old course, but like the, the, the landscape almost, almost feels similar. I was looking at like the, the new 17th hole, which, which we'll get into. And that shot up, like it, it kind of plays uphill to this like horizon green, which almost looks like the 11th at the old course with the estuary kind of and, and the like low tide behind it. It's just, I don't know. Th that's what I was getting, which if you have any whiffs of those two places, I, I feel like you got probably a pretty good golf course on your hands, but uh, you know, maybe you guys can rein me in from that one. I can kind of see that like the, you know, little bit of comp there. I think it's, it's interesting the way it makes you feel where you're not like you're, you're by the estuary, but you never really see the water or you feel it's not distant. views. It's not about the yeah, view. It's almost kind of Carnoustie, right? Like that's, yeah. that's kind of similar. Yeah. I feel like Carnoustie sits down more in a bowl, yeah. whereas this, this feels, this just feels big, right? It just feels expansive. It feels really, really wide. Uh, I, it's tough to put into words. And I'm also like, maybe we just had such a nice day out there. <laughs> and that was the first trip that I ever played Lynx golf. And, but you know, granted we played, we played Lytham, we played Burkdale. Um, you know, like we played three, three open Rota courses on that trip. And I would put this one, like those are still to this day, probably my three favorite open Rota courses. Wow. Uh, I'm not really buying what you're selling there with that the crossover Deej, but that's fine. Sure. You know, that's fine. That's fine. I don't really know, like but I don't know what really what the comp would be. I think it's, um, it is, there's a, there's a, a fair amount of definition in the in course out of bounds, which we'll see on the third hole and the 18th hole for the open. It's so sick. It, I, I think I normally hate in course OB and I don't know why it works here, but it, it does. It seems to work really well for, for the, so I think back to, I think it's the 14th hole at Royal St. George's, the par five that just plays completely up that boundary along the right. They've got like two of those instances. Shout out to Dustin Johnson. I of believe. course. Shout yeah. out to DJ. And it it weirdly works at this high of level of golf. I'm like, okay, I don't know how we're gonna rein you guys in, but like if you hit it over this, over this into this rough, like <laughs> hit another one. Like that's how we're gonna do this. We're not now. Doing that. <laughs> Which is not how it was originally designed, but that's somehow how it works. But uh I, so we, we got a couple, uh, as TC mentioned, it looks green. It looks kind of rained out. I got just some notes I wanted to read from a friend of the pod, Michael Kim, who's been just absolutely crushing the game on on uh, on Twitter lately. He said, it's not firm like uh, 2006 or 2014 yet. 
did look like there was some rain in the forecast for Tuesday, tomorrow, as we're recording this. If you're listening, it's probably uh, already Tuesday. He said, if it's like, if it stays like this, we're not going to be hitting irons off most tees like Tiger and Rory did. Fairways are green from all the rain and lots of holes in the back nine are into the wind. You're hitting lots of drivers and it's playing long. Very well could change by Sunday, though. And if I look at the wind forecast, it looks like west-northwest for Thursday and Friday, which would, which is what it was today for the practice round. So what that preview is what we'll see for the first 30, 36 holes. And I watched a little bit back of the 2014 final round, which is on um, YouTube. And there were a fair amount of irons off the tee. And I'm, actually, I'm really curious to see how much the game has changed in nine years, just in strategy. Because I, I, I could see it kind of – I go back <laughs> – bad comp, but I'm going to do it anyways <laughs> – when Neil and I played at Loveton Lynx, like the reverse arms race was like, I was hitting six irons off tee because he was doing the same, right? But if dudes are hitting drivers, does that mean like, well, if I'm going to win, I have to hit driver off these tees anyway. So does that like force a lot of that kind of decision making, even if it's, you know, maybe not the most prudent play? I'm I'm really curious how it's going to how it's going to play. And I don't know the answer. I mean, perfect example is like it'll be the third hole, but the normal first hole, like where you've got that in-course OB, there it's it's what like 430 for, for yards 426 for people who don't know it is a complete yeah. dog leg right almost 90 degree dog leg right and protecting the corner of that is out of bounds like it, it, if you want to hit it over the dog leg you have to cover the out of bounds and get the distance right because it looks like you can go i don't know if it's ob long on that line but there's hospitality and a bunch of stuff i'm guessing that's tio over there but yeah and it's but it, you know or long grass or whatever where but it's like it's this nothing hole on this totally flat part of the property there's there's nothing up by the green and it's like it's one of the most like I, I like every time I think about that, about this golf course, I think about that tee shot because yep. <laughs> I love that tee shot so much. I was like, I'm going to hit a three wood and hit this proper cut. And I did it. And it was the most, <laughs> I hit the shot, Bush, but I hit the <laughs> shot you told me to. And I just think back to that and I'm like, what a, like, it would be the most nothing hole in the world if not for that feature. Yeah. And it makes it so fun and so interesting. But I, I feel like with it not being that firm and that fiery guys can just, take dead aim a little bit and carry it over the dog leg at you know 320 without a fade on it and it's not going to run out of the fairway right yeah but it was green in 2014 and not a lot of dudes in that final round were pounding driver i mean it was irons just straight yeah. up that that shoot and I, I i really am curious to see how that is going to play different uh michael also said lots of dog legs left with it. he's only played the back nine here just for note lots of dog legs left uh with wind into uh left left to right so draw is preferable or you need to be able to aim way left for a cut. I can see why 2014 Rory did so well with his preferred draws back then. Not too different to Wells Fargo and U.S. Open tee shots wise, I think. A lot of, mm. a lot of things pointing at the rib uh, if, in his early analysis. Um, longer? It's long. It's long. It's long. 7,300 yeah. plus. Um, it is only about 50, 60 yards longer than it was in 2014. It is now par 71 instead of par 72. The 10th hole was a par five the last we saw it and it will be a 507 yard par four this go around uh they have confusing here but it used in 2014 16 and 18 were par fives now it is 15 and 18 that are the par fives and what is now 15 has gone back 50 yards uh, and it's going to play 620 and then what is now 18 or still 18 is gone back 50 yards and plays uh 609 looks like those holes in the early rounds are going to play downwind as they did for a lot of 2014, if I remember right. So, yeah, it's just super interesting too. It's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. They can move it around a little bit, like the way that they do that for, you know, that 16th hole that's now 18 like that. That's a cool finishing hole. 
like if I remember correctly, 17 and 18 felt a little bit disjointed from the rest of the property. Like well, be careful where, here like, because the new first 17? and second, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, no, well, no, no, the first and second and then the normal 15, which is the 17th, gotcha. doesn't match up stylistically at all with the rest of the golf course. <laughs> like it looks sick. It looks, it looks super gimmicky, like, you know, total like top of a spoon kind of thing. And guys are going to, I think probably hate it, which uh, I we love. Set the seat, I'm, I'm already confused on what you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about the new 17th hole now. 17th hole. Yeah, okay. Yes. Correct. Okay. So the new 17th hole. And if you, if you want more details on this, I did a podcast last week with Martin Ebert, who was in charge of overseeing these changes. And we got a lot of visual images that are on our YouTube page that kind of talk about a lot of this stuff. But the old 15th hole was a par three that played away from the estuary back in play. They have flipped the the direction of that hole. So you now play from where the green was back towards a new green by the estuary and made, that hole has gone from the 15th hole to the 17th hole. So you're going to hear a lot about this hole. You're going to see a lot of images of it. It is postage stamp adjacent, but it's really like a, uh, you know, it looks, the green looks kind of dokish, if I'm being honest, just got to sitting up uh, highly elevated with some bad, uh, the review from Michael Kim was uh, 17 hole, 17th hole par three is no joke. 150, but win primarily into, and it's a tiny green with runoffs on every side, leading to bad bunkers. Short, tough par threes are amazing. Well, was his review. Uh, I don't know if it's amazing or not, but it will be pivotal. <laughs> the open's not over until somebody gets through that hole. Yeah, I'm all for it. I think it like it looks. It doesn't match the rest of the golf course, but I don't really care. It looks. It, it, looks, it looks phenomenal. It, like in it. Like it give looks me. A, like it's gonna be. I know that entertaining. Yeah, this yeah. this makes me sound very very daft, probably. But like, man, give me a calendar with that with that hole on it. You know what I mean? It's just true, like postcard looking shot. That like I was saying earlier, it seems like it. There, there was a great video that Golf Digest did, kind of breaking the whole thing down with a ton of visuals and befores and afters and and uh, would encourage people to check that out as well. But the way that they made it play, like there's something about a hole that play, it plays uphill to where they create a new horizon line and runs off in every direction is so fucking intimidating to, to hit that shot it back into the wind. Like, first of all, I, I think downwind par threes almost always stink, right? Unless it's like a really long, you know, one. Run-up shot. Yeah. Like a run-up shot. Like, yeah, exactly. But, but having one that's kind of like mid-length, and basically just like, can you avoid the bunkers whipping downwind is not always super fun. So I think playing back into the wind just is the definition of like, man, you got to control your trajectory. You got to control your land. You got to control your run out. You got to control all of these different things. The ball is going to be electric once it starts rolling on the ground. That is going to be like the best possible viewing. I think we're going to get the the things that we were missing in those post-round pods at LACC, right? Where like... Give me the ball just like starting to tumble one dimple at a time. Is it going to stay on the green or is it going to roll 30 feet down into this bunker? Like that's why I'm tuning in, man. Give me, give me all that. And so, yeah, if they, if they, if they turned this, this particular hole up a little too hot, then that's fine. I, I I'm in give, give it, give it to me. I can't wait. I've talked to people. They said like the club championship there, like came down to that hole and it just, it wrecked. <laughs> A few people. <laughs> it looks I mean, too hard for everyday look? play. Yeah, yeah, what else are you yeah. looking for though? Seventy first <laughs> hole of a major championship. Thirteen looks awesome too. That that's one that sticks out in my mind. Of like that that was a really fun par three to play. Uh, of just hey, like you got to hit the shot here. And they've cleared out. They've 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 kind of approved improved the aesthetic of that hole and made it a little more natural looking with some sandy areas, some more tight chipping areas instead of heavy rough around the green. And uh, just that the back nine is stellar, man. It's really really proper. It's some great scoring ops, some proper par fours that kind of 
bend around. Uh, a lot of them, like as Michael was saying, bend around to the left. I'm thinking of the 12th hole and the 14th hole uh, as well. And it's it's some meaty, meaty golf shots. And uh, it does, you know, you look at the flyovers, you wonder like, hey, can you hit driver around these dog legs? Can you fly it up there? And it, it might be playing long enough if that wind is into that it's like driver for everyone, which I it's kind of more interesting if it's, hey, you know, I watching Ricky and Rory go back and forth in 2014. It was different strategies off some of the holes. Rory hit driver off the first. Ricky hit three wood and Rory got him by 48 yards. And I want to see more of that than I do just kind of it being homogenized into everybody hitting driver. But I, I really it's hard to tell what's going to happen uh, from here. And there's a ton of different like like the way the routing works. You go to all these different parts of the property and it, they all feel a little bit different from one another. Like you kind of get get out you know, in the South end, kind of away from the clubhouse, away from a bunch of houses. And then you get out to the ocean and then you get back towards, you know, towards the neighborhood there. And then you're in the dunes again. It's, it's really interesting. Like you feel like you're, it's a really, really vast property. Like you're really far away from the clubhouse at times. Can we, can we do one thing? Just, you know, if you have this question, somebody else in the class probably has the same question. We, we should have said this up front. We only come here every nine, 10 years or so. I feel like we should just spell out the the Royal Liverpool Hoy Lake situation for for those that are are going to be massively confused. Uh, it's super the easy. The They're the same thing. Well, exactly. No, I know that. I was just spelling <laughs> it out for 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 the people. Right. The Hoy Lake is basically the the name of the golf course, and Royal Liverpool is the name of the club. So so don't don't be afraid if you hear both of those names. That's just you know worth worth spelling out. I feel like that that's always helpful. And Hoy Lake is the town. Right. Right. It's yes. yeah. Uh, shout out to John Ball, uh, you know Ball so hard university. That's exactly right. And I think if you if you want more Royal Liverpool facts and and history than you could ever possibly uh, digest, we've we've got an office hours video with Wolfie that's that's probably up by the time you're you're listening to this. That has a lot 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 more um, about the whole thing. It's great. Should we start talking about uh, some favorites, some storylines, some uh, what to what to what we're going to be picking, what we're liking, things like that? We shall, please. I, I would. My first question is: Golf fans, are you ready to head across the pond for golf's fourth and final major? Ready. You can join the action from the first drive to the final hole with DraftKings Sportsbook this week. New customers can make a five dollar golf bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day before the tournament starts to see what they have in store. Um, a lot of stuff we're going to get to here shortly. Some of the, some odds that stick out. It's not betting advice. If you looked at our season long bets, none of this is betting advice. <laughs> you should be that you should be taking. So. Uh, don't miss the action for golf's fourth major. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code NLU. New customers can make a $5 golf bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code NLU. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership uh, with Hollywood Casino at Charleston. Races, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com com slash golf terms 
I cannot believe you did all that from memory. And, and it, That's yeah, crazy. That is, my, that is my major right there. I am kissing the claret jug right there. That and is uh, Anything else to add, or you feel like you covered it? That was pretty much it, I think. <laughs> we can so. get someone on from Boot Hill to discuss some picks, maybe. Deej, I'm going to throw this to you first. I'm going to read off some Rory. Rory. I, want, I want you to know what sticks <laughs> out to you. Uh, Rory is plus 650 to win. Scotty is plus 700. John Rahm plus 1,300. Cam Smith is plus 1,600. Brooks Kepka, see, you got to mention in. Uh, no worries, plus 2,000. Hovland, Hatton, Cantlay, and Big Dick Rick at plus 2,200. Xander plus 2,500. Tommy Ladd and Spieth at plus 2,800. We call it the TC special. I got, I got, they've locked these. They've the changed are so much around. in the last two hours. I could have gotten another. I got it at plus twenty five hundred instead of plus twenty eight. You can have it. At, oh. You can have it at plus fifty thousand if you want. TC, TC when you lose care. every bet, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter what the odds yeah. are. Okay, exactly. man. So, Shane Lowry and DJ are plus three thousand. Morikawa is plus thirty five hundred. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick and Justin Rose plus five thousand. Uh, Tony Finau, Sam Burns, and Young Tom Kim plus six thousand. Max Cam Young, Bryson and Wyndham Clark plus sixty five hundred. Big Shot Bob McIntyre, Minwoo Lee, Corey Connors plus seven thousand. Taylor Gooch, P, JT, and Hideki at plus 7,500. Deej, what, what jumps out to you? Uh, I think what jumps out to me, Brooks, there seems to be some value. I, I did not pick him for our, our DraftKings <laughs> preview show because I'm an idiot and I never pick him and he wins a lot. But, you know, I, I would just play back the tape of everything we said coming off of that PJ Championship. He is the dude. He's got more than anybody else. He uh, he tends to show up when the lights are brightest, all of those things. And he is still, what, five or six down the odd sheet, which so I'll, I'm just going to flag that as, you know, potential value. The, the, all this value could be yours. Thank uh, you for identifying that. I don't know I, if we would have gotten there. On I'm just, own. you know, I'm not saying I'm just saying uh, I can think- I just quickly, though, go through. I mean, he missed the cut last year um, during his his bad year in the major championship. Just his Which open championship resume. You mostly just, throw that out. Just but. going through. Yep, yeah, probably throw that one out. Going through his major championship history uh, at, at the Open. 2021, he was T6. 2020, he did nothing. He got an NT at that tournament at the 2020 Open Championship. Uh, they didn't have a tournament. That was a joke. Uh, T4 in 2019 at Portrush. Uh, T39 at Carnoustie in 2018. T6 in 2017 at Birkdale and T10 in 2015. Uh, where was 15? Old course. Old course. That's exactly right. So uh, T67 in 2014 and then missed the cut in 13. So that's probably his worst major, but that's... Which like, I would I would say also, yeah. four top 10s in what, six starts? Which is sick. That's, <laughs> that's probably pretty, his worst major. That's, pretty, that's his worst. I, again, I'm just, you know, I, I, you don't have to follow me onto this brave, the end of this brave branch, but I'm just going to say, I think there's probably some value there. I will stupidly be going with Roy McElroy as I, as I typically do. I think we saw, you know, saw you and I talked about it on the pod last night. It, it's, for for all the people, and and this is a blanket shot. I'm not I'm not taking this as at anyone in particular by any means. I have no specific person in mind. But for anyone who's maybe called him, you know, more of a thrower than a pitcher, uh, those types of things. I, I think we saw, uh, you know, I think we saw him painting the corners. TC out at the Scottish Open, he was looking like a pretty fucking proper golfer. And uh, I I don't know, man. I, who knows if it'll last two weeks? But he seems like he. Seems like he's he's on song right now, as as our friends across the pond would say. Listen, you don't have to twist my arm. I've been, I, I, we've had him chalked up for this win for like 
over 18 months now. I think who who else, just for the record, who else is, who else is gonna marked win? out as, as a potential winner here? Just, just Tommy, Tommy and Rory. Not Homa? That was LACC. No, I don't think so. That Jordan? was LACC. Jordan? Yeah. Speed? No. Uh, no, that was LACC. You feel 100% know. confident if we check the tape? I feel pretty confident. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only two that I've like, I've gone out on a limb and said, hey, you know what? The rib, who's won here prior, and Tommy, who's from down the road. Uh, no, I, I think the guy that's being overlooked like crazy is Rom. Yeah. I think Rom's coming in really well rested. Um, you know, didn't play poorly at LACC, missed the cut at the Travelers, didn't really, just didn't make a ton of birdies, shot 67, 71 there. And, you know, coming in just very well rested, hasn't played all that much lately, but I got to feel like Rom's kind of simmering right now simmering you know on medium low heat and he's gonna come to a boil pretty quickly right uh, he hasn't played very much golf i know you're saying well rested but it's kind of it's kind of weird looking at his 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 page he's only played three times since the pga in mid-may that was memorial u.s open travelers and only made six starts since his master's win um and hasn't finished i mean he finished t10 at the u.s open kind of back toward wikipedia that one solo second at the mexico open which uh Shout out to Benjamin Salinas, but not a great field in that one. He hasn't done much of anything since the Masters, really. So I'm gonna go, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb. You heard it here first. Not gonna win the Grand Slam. He's not gonna do it. He, he, he <laughs> wow. will not win the Grand Slam wow. this year. Uh, a lot of people were talking about that he might, they but were. I do not think he will. Man, isn't it funny how I, I can't pin down how to say this properly, but like it's it's funny how quickly we lose context in golf and maybe it's just jim oaks like myself just you know giving rory all the oxygen in the world i I mean part of me thinks that's true and then part of me looks at his results over the last two years and it's like no dude he's playing phenomenal golf uh but it's wild how the scotty stuff just feels totally out of proportion right like the the amount of people talking about what scotty's doing versus what he's doing is is feels totally out of proportion. It's crazy how much Rom has kind of faded into the background. And a lot of that's because, you know, PJ Tour executives are testifying in front of the Senate, probably. And there's just there's just other shit to talk about. It's just everything feels out of out of proportion to me right now. Feels like we have Scotty, Rory, and Rom on, on pretty historical, like two-year rolling windows. And just none of it feels quite proportional. I mean, Scotty's been putting Rom in a in a he's in a exactly. body bag over three months, right? I mean, it's not it's been a while, and he's just been beating him very consistently. But I don't know what looking at Rom though, like Rom Rom pre Masters, he he WD'd from the players, he finished T thirty nine at Bay Hill. Like it's not like he was going in there, firing on all cylinders, having played a bunch of golf in the month, like like throughout March. Like he really didn't do anything from the Genesis all the way to masters. Like he had drew he had a showing it at, at Dell match play. He was simmering. He was doing inventory that week. He I was think. simmering. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he was dry aging the beast. Exactly. <laughs> do you want to do picks then? I mean, uh, do we want to lock these in Rory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I mean, it's all you take it away. You already brave. You already said Rom's not going to win a Grand Slam. It's time for you to put your name on one of them. I mean, I picked three names in in my DK picks in our video this week. I had three winners. They were. Uh, I did not go one, two, three on the odd sheet. I went one, two, four on the odd <laughs> sheet to get really outside the box. But 
I think I I don't know who if, if I had to decide between Rory and Scotty, I don't know what I would pick. Um, heart would be Rory, head would be Scotty. I just I feel like I got to see this one through, kind of like uh, TC with Fleetwood. Like you just got to keep picking him to win because as soon as you stop doing it, he's gonna win. And so Scotty, you're talking about Scotty. Yeah. yeah, when he does, it's probably gonna be by four. Uh, and, and won't really be all that close. But um, those are the two that stuck out to me. I picked Cam kind of before I knew much about how long it was playing. Uh, I don't think that counts him out by any means, but it it does uh, tilt the playing field just a little bit away from him. I don't feel as good as I did about that then. But um, if you had to pin me down, I would say Scotty would be my pick. Uh, that's bold, you know, with him being, you know, the second on the board, but uh, I'm going to have to stick with it. Yeah, you know what? High draws. Makes me think Xander Shoffley really sure. will not win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta go. Listen, Rory may, may very well win, but I gotta go with my heart. I gotta go with everything that the models are telling me. The best ball striker in the world right now, Tommy Fleetwood. By no actual measures, just to clarify, just the TC. <laughs> yeah, the ITAC. Did you see that stuff the European tour was posting? Did you see what he did yesterday on Sunday at the Scottish Open? I don't think you did. I, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I, I tried to. I would encourage you to also to watch some of it, but not yeah, all of it. I would encourage you to watch Rory shot into 18 as well. I did. I watched it. It was really, really, it was, it was cute. High level traits cool. being flashed by our guy, the rib. It was cool. You got to worry if he, if he peaked too early. Mm. No, I think, you know, Rory, obviously, this is, this is great for him, but. I think a couple other guys I'm looking at, I think Hovland, I think he's continues to kind of, you know, ascend oh, Nor- Norwegian uh, wood in Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. We talked a lot about Dustin Johnson, a long iron iron players course. Like let's, you know, I think there's a, there's a fit there. Can I just real quick, just, uh, uh, Tommy is, uh, Unfortunately, behind Russell Henley over the last three months in ball striking, but he is 14th in the world in ball striking. Over that's the only based months. on the numbers, though. Okay, that's only based on the picks. <laughs> did you see what Justin Ray tweeted earlier? I did. The only person that's in the top like 30 of off the tee approach around the green and putting uh, is Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. So mm. one of the most well balanced players in the world. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's seventh in the world <laughs> uh, overall over the last three months. TC, you're exactly right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I think somebody else that I got a feeling that he's going to break his major drought with, with the top tens, the pro. I hope I think so. This man. place sets up really freaking well for the pro. I think he's starting to trend again. And uh, I think the you know, the long iron play should, should be dialed. We just got to see the patience, right? Like it, it, it is not a, uh, I don't think it's a place where you got to play totally flawless golf. Right. I mean, going back and watching that, that final round from 2014. It's not like Rory pitched a perfect game out there. I mean, he, he made some like sloppy bogeys and he seemed like he was at his best when honestly he was just kind of plotting his way around and outlasting people. And I know he had built up a nice lead going into that final round, but I, I don't think it's the kind of place where you need to just, you know, I think that's kind of been Max's Max's bugaboo, right? Is like you, you make bogey on one of the first three holes and you, you kind of feel like it's, it's starting to slip away from you. And it, it's, I know I can't express how much easier said that is than done, but hopefully it's, it's the week where he can kind of like be a little easier and, and just, you know, take things as they come and, and hopefully make it more of a, a marathon instead of a sprint feel. Can I, can I identify the, the, the a name here that popped out to me on the odds that we listed out so far? Bryson plus 6,500. Yeah. If Bryson's driven it really well in the little bit of data that we have for the, the measured events that he does play finish again, I, I maintain, I 
no idea what this shit means. Uh, but finished second at Valderrama, finished T11 at London, which isn't great, but like finished T20 at the U.S. Open and T4 at the PGA Championship when it was more, a little more of a driving contest. And if this is my, again, I'm trust. I'm putting a lot of stock in what Michael Kim's saying. If the driver's most important club in the bag, and he's been driving it well and pretty sustainably well. It's got my attention. I mean, if there was a place where we could hypothetically put nuggets and I could make picks on it, I, w- I would have picked him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we just don't have that I avenue. Think, exactly. Hopefully someday. The uh, the uh, Valderrama finish is, is particularly jarring. Of like, That's a place that I wouldn't think Bryson would play particularly well, and he's you know figured out how to get it around there. I kind of thought is, that about some of the other major venues too, right? And he, he's, yeah. I don't know, we've tipped our... Tipped our proverbial Hogan cap to him uh, quite a few times this year, but he, he keeps showing up in places where you gotta hand you, it to you, him. Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> you know, correcting a previous statement of mine, you, you do gotta hand it to him. But the only thing working against him, it's kind of been a little while since he's done anything really dumb, like sure. really that we can laugh sure. at. And usually, that's really close to him playing some good golf is just him doing something really stupid that we can make fun of. And I, we haven't been, even gotten a lot of that. So there is, if we're looking for kind of upsides of the whole golf world being fractured and all these guys being in totally different places. There's something kind of sick in, in a way uh, about not having any like real stats or any context about like what these guys are doing. <laughs> True. Gotta, I love it. It's got a kind of, it's my dream. It's got to kind of feel like, you know, when, when all the European tour guys would come over to the masters in like the sixties and seventies, right? It's like, Oh, I, I saw the newspaper, you know, this Steve Balestros guy is, he's just beating it up in Europe over there. I, I think some smart money on him for a top 10. It's kind of a little bit what it feels like right now. Who won't win? I mean, can't lay Xander. Can't lay like, Xander. Auto starter, starter list there. Uh, man, I don't feel great about my close personal friend, Jordan Spieth. Uh, you can, I would encourage people to go check out the uh, shot shaping video that we that we made, which was kind of a, a dream come true, but I haven't really seen it from, from him, which usually I'm coming into all these majors, you know, just what if he goes out and shoots 26 on his last nine kind of a vibe, but I don't really have that this week. Just sad. I, I, there was a, a, a tweet from uh, Ron Kloss and his hand his, his Twitter handle is PGA splits one Oh one. He's a really interesting follow, but he did it accumulated a list of like your strokes gain data, like over the years on links golf, just links golf, counting everything, right? Which I mean, you could have. Some, was the links master? You could have some noise in that, but uh, the links master, whoever's averaging the most strokes gained, average per round event of all the golf played around the world in links golf, uh, Jordan Spieth is the leader at point at two point three four per round. He is the links master. Uh, granted, validates the eye test. Granted, now is is Renaissance included in this? I would have to assume. He said uh, this covers every Pebble single Beach round included? played on. Link style courses, including <laughs> each open championship course, the Dunhill links, the Renaissance hillside, Yoss links counts in there. Fairmont, St. Andrews, uh, La Hinch, uh, a bunch That's of other ridiculous. names in there. and three, uh, three That's... closest to links on the American side, Shinnecock Hills, Whistling Straits Bay. Wait, wait, they're, they're counting whistling straights in this. No, no DJ's making shit up. <laughs> Don't let's <laughs> double counting it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just listen. It's 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 like there's a lot of noise in this, I'm, of of course, but like it tells a little bit of. It a story. might be it's so noisy, like a no, noise violation. Well, then can there's I get you, can I get you like one of the other top names up there? It's Tommy Fleetwood. He's the the highest in strokes gained total. So now, do you like the stat? No, because <laughs> the the eye test already told me this. 
Uh, TC, who else? Give me, give me some won't win guys. Morikawa probably not going to win. Hatton, I would think his like he seems a little fluffy at plus twenty five hundred. I'm being honest, him, him and Campbell. I, I, yeah, I would love to see it, man. I'd love to see the uh, see him in the thick of it at a at a major. I feel like it's it's been a while. He's got you know he's got a top five. He finished top five in 2016 at the at the British top uh, T six in 2019. Otherwise, not a whole lot going on. T eleven last year, but more cuts than you would expect. Um, I don't know. I just don't want to see more from from Tyrrell. Who else? How do we feel about Ricky? I'll do. I'll take Rom. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say Rom's not gonna win. Hell yeah! Wow. Uh, and Cantley, of course. Cantley's of course. auto on the list, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Rom. That's I, uh, big tone won't you win. Putting, putting your name on that one, Sally. I mean, look, look, was I look at what I did at the U.S. Open? I put Rory out there, and he lost by one. I played the game perfectly. I'm on That's, a hot streak with these. Yeah. Well done. Anything down the board past, you know, even what we said, just somebody to have a good week. Someone that, uh, you know, I, I got a name that's that's come to mind for me. I saw, I, I don't know where to give credit for this, but somebody uh, made a decent point about this guy. I don't know know exactly where he is on the odds sheet, but Brian Harmon. Dude, that's, right where, I, that's okay. right where my eye was. He's always doing stuff. He's always doing stuff. <laughs> he, But he's like, I know he's not long, but he, he seems to at times when you don't think it's a, a Brian Harmon golf course, he will show up and compete. Totally. Like Aaron Hills wasn't supposed to be Brian Harmon golf. I don't know. That was just the, that was the name that popped yeah. out to me. So, what Harris English TC? Oh, H E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's he's worried about about potentially getting deposed and all these all these uh, you know antitrust investigations. Exactly. But no, I think H E H E is a great pick. Uh, I'm super keen to see what 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 Wyndham Clark does yeah, kind of how he comes out, validates a little bit, you know, been pretty solid, if unspectacular, uh, since, since the U S open win T 29 at travelers T 25 at Genesis, like hasn't he, he was 70, 70 on the weekend at Genesis, but really other than that, he shot six of eight rounds in the sixties. And I don't know, this would seem to fit his game. Right. Shall we move down to some questions? Because uh, we got a bunch. Can of we those. go ahead? Can we go farther down the board? Oh no! I mean, some I'm looking some for, other I'm things that are like sticking good, out here. A good heads up bet, TC. I'd love to get a. I'd love to get a heads up. You know, mono a mono match on the books here. Who who you want to throw out? Who would your horse be? I, I'm I'm deep into Ryan Fox Foxy. territory right now. Foxy's playing great golf. I think this is a good good setup for him. You could interest me. In, you can always interest me in Adam Scott. Uh, uh, Corey Connors, shockingly, Solly, what's going on with JT? Well, we've been trying to figure that out for two months. I don't know anything, huh? What do you, what do you, I I got no idea. And he's probably going to get in the, in the quote unquote bad side of the draw again. (laughs) (laughs) Something always worth following. No matter what JT finds a way to get the worst draw of this tournament. I think it's probably, even if the difference is small, it's hilarious to me, no matter what he does, whenever there's weather in any tournament, JT is always on the wrong side of the draw. He T nine at the travelers, which was kind of looks like an outlier now of, you know, five tournament stretch where he done uh, absolutely nothing. It's been obviously the worst year of his career. He is down to 43rd in the world in data golf rankings. Um, it's been approach play really where things have fallen off the most um, His around the green is down. His putting is down. I mean, just pretty much everything is down. Um, and I don't know if there's answers at this point. Doesn't seem to really be phasing him a whole lot, but um, I don't know. Eighty to one doesn't seem like anything I would touch. 
he's somebody as well that like I, I don't know. I would think that Lynx Golf would suit him more. He's he's got like a top. He's got like a T ten or T eleven at, at one point. But other than that, nothing. Yeah, that's wild. It seems like it would be. He, he seems like the true Lynx master. Yeah, it's like all the imagination, all the I don't know. Just TC, let me put up against you, Ryan Fox. I'm going to take Adrian Moronk. I think I, oh. I think he needs to. The big pole needs to, you know, kick the door down Ryder Cup style and just have a big time finish on a big time stage. I, I think it's going to be this week. I'm not sure that's fair. We'll watch that one heads I, like, up. I, well, yeah, because yours is plus ten thousand, mine's plus eight. No, I know 000. that's what I'm saying. But that's all right. I think I'll, maybe I'll, I'll maybe it. we do he versus Moronk. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I love that. Saul, you want to get in on this? Sure. Who Can I interest you in a Sepp Straka after you've absolutely flamed him on the pod last God, night? You guys are the worst. Seamus Power. Fun. You could make some inroads <laughs> with the Irish. Maybe, maybe Thomas Peters. I got to take somebody if, at eight. You know. I, if I, if you're giving me somebody at eight, one eighty to one or higher, I'll take Padraig Harrington. I'll do it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, that's all right. right. <laughs> Padraig Harrington, He, and Moronk. Apology bet for it. Apology bet. We are on. I think that some other long shots that you know could could be good for a sniff of like a top top ten top twenty play. Uh, I think Rasmus Hoygaard. Oh, you do. It's coming off driving <laughs> contest things of that nature. Big big W a couple a uh, couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's this was this one feels like like horses for court. This one feels like thoroughbreds. Though. Yeah, it's like the, I mean, it's like the Belmont Stakes. I, mean, I think like we're he, we're talking about maybe who's going to finish like T seventeen, T twenty three, things of that nature. So but. Why don't we whip this back around to the man of the hour here, if you, if you'll allow me, please? But Tommy, uh, Harry, Harry AZ Crack forty nine said, "How much stock do you put?" <laughs> in Rory's 2014 win here since the course was renovated since then? Uh, I, I put a ton of stock a into lot. it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they moved it to a different planet, right? Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> it's still going to be, you know, I think it's the same same style of play, same same energy. I mean, I don't it's think he's... He's probably not reading the putts all the same way, but it's that's never really, like, what, what breaks him one way or the other, right? It's like just keeping... Uh, I don't know. I put a lot of stock into it. <laughs> and it's it's green again. Yeah. Uh it's not gonna be crazy, crazy windy. The wind should change directions at some point. Uh I think after Friday. Cancel, canceled his pre-tournament press conference. He loves seeing on that. that. Uh I'm t- totally fine with it. I think he is like if somebody feels like they haven't gotten what they need out of Rory over the last like two <laughs> years, I think maybe that's a you problem. I think I think my man has been hashtag available for comment. Lately, it's run, been running the Billy Horschel playbook over the last over the last two years. Who needs who needs anything? I got I got you. I think it's okay if he wants to take a week or two off. I'll take somebody else who's coming in under the radar. I don't think the odds are are being kind to him. Hideki. Sure. <laughs> he's eighty to one. He's. I mean, he's, he's been the, truly the forgotten man. I haven't thought about Hideki in months. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. You're gonna have to make a case there. If you're gonna bring that up, make a case for it. Other than just, oh, he's eighty to one. He hasn't done anything. I, I don't know. I mean, missed <laughs> the cut of the, the, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. TC. He shouldn't be playing the Rocket Mortgage. Why is Hideki playing the Rocket Mortgage? It's unbecoming. It's unbecoming. Right? Like he doesn't need to be doing that. I mean, he Rocket Mortgage had a weirdly good field. I think there might have been some extracurricular dough yeah. being thrown around there. I agree, but I don't know. He's Kind of, you know, very, very unspectacular year thus far. But I think we're, I think we're due to see something from from uh, Hideki. It, it it never makes sense when he plays well or doesn't. 
just happens, and I think we're doing. We we skipped over Ricky. I think. What do we What do we expect yeah. to see? The guy was runner up here last time around, which feels like it was 150 years ago. Uh, obviously playing well. I don't know any 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 bold predictions, or you you think just you know yeah probably gonna probably gonna play solid. Probably a top like a lock for like a top 20. I think he'll. Probably finish in the top 10, I would expect. The golf has been very real, very legit. I would be surprised to see him win, but I would not be at all. Not Nothing bold there at all. I, I'd be surprised if he didn't play well. I would, Isn't it would funny how many, how many guys there are like that in pro golf right now? Like, oh, yeah, That's, top 10. Top 10 wouldn't, like, I would be shocked if he doesn't finish in the top 10. Be equally shocked if he wins. It's, it, it's just funny it's, how many that's of those basically guys the Xander are. corollary. Well, and you know? one other guy comes to mind as well, TC, but we don't have to beat the dead horse. I, that was one thing thinking while watching that 2014 back is it's still how I I feel like Rory's a better golfer now than he was in 2014. Yet the landscape was different then. And it just I, I don't know. It, it feels a lot harder to win a major now than it did in 2014 for him. Totally. It, it looked like cruise control in so many ways. And it didn't look like a ton of pressure on his putter, which freed him up to putt really well. And I just I think Rory's too smart and too well-rounded like maybe probably knows too much about like what the odds would say about what it's like to win one of these things now versus then when he was 25 he's just running and gunning and didn't give a shit and was ready to leave people in the dust it's just harder to leave people in the dust now and if you know you're going to be locked up in a tight one it just adds pressure to every shot and uh i i think there's stock to be put in it but i think it's also just worth pointing out how much the golf world has changed in nine years and it's that much harder to go out and just stomp on everyone's throats now. I think that's totally right. I think maybe, Solid, we talked about this on the pod, the whole Wisconsin golf uh, trip. Maybe they should just put him out first and tell him he's got to play in an hour and 46 minutes. I think that would I think that would help. I think he'd play unbelievable golf. He just, you know, needs to get out there and run. Uh, I'm very keen to see how Taylor Gooch plays after all the, the nonsense. Like, all right, Gooch, put your big boy pants on and... Play some golf in a major yeah. here. Like quit, quit whinging, quit being a bitch, you know? And like, you know, if Blandy beats you this week, <laughs> Blandy's you know, a Rory Cantor's player. in the field. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm looking to see something from Waco. I want to see Waco start playing well in majors. Va- vacated the premises last, last major. Yeah. Did you yeah, use did. 150 to one or something like that? Oh. It's not good. God, he's one thirty to one. Thirty to one. Yeah. I was Nikolai Hoygaard. Which, yeah, the the whole Nikolai Rasmus. I don't think they know how properly to handicap these guys. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Rasmus has longer odds than Nikolai. Nikolai's been yeah. much better. I don't know. I think Rasmus's ceiling is probably high. Like Rasmus flashes harder though. <laughs> People forget that. <laughs> We shall see. There is uh, some some things to look for this week from the Open. There's a, They'll have live at the range. That is coming back. Uh, I believe that was open as well today. I think you can go to theopen.com and watch that uh, during practice rounds as well. Uh, they're going to have some really nice and real data collection this year, like some nice shot tracking mechanisms. I know they had some uh, some some issues with that in the past, but it seems like it's going to be really cool, of really uh active live stuff that you can go in and see like, all right, well, if Scotty has 150 in, like here's what his approach numbers say from this area. Um, so if you're, if you're tracking the golf outside of just being able to watch it, I think that's a, a really additive feature for a little, a nerd like myself, that's going to be exciting, but Hell yeah. uh, some par three cams to watch, including the new 17th. I think you're going to be able to camp out and just watch 
everyone play the 17th if you want to. If it gets biblical out there, that's going to be uh, quite interesting. There's going to be featured groups on open.com. What's the highest score we're going to see on 17? Nine. Nine? God, I hope so. Yeah. Lord willing. I was going to say seven. I don't think it's the conditions aren't going to be that crazy. I mean, there's, I just, it I seems like you know. could get into some ping ponging. If you get yeah, like, those we bunkers, can, I don't know if they will. <laughs> those bunkers look so deep. I think someone's going to, there's going to be a couple bunker shots, like rolling back to your feet. And then you, you know, you leave it in a foot. And then you get stuck in the bunker. Yeah, exactly. And then it hits you <laughs> all that in your own footprint. I'm really upset. I looked at the Barracuda field. Hmm. Keith Mitchell's in the in, in the Barracuda field. What? Yeah, that that feels that feels beneath. That's him. really unbecoming. <laughs> yeah. How's that true? How's that possible? Yeah, he's twenty to one. Uh, Vincent Norman's teeing it up this week. There, Justin uh, is there. Mister Palmer, <laughs> you know, not making the trip to Scotland. Eat <laughs> <Hate> that. <laughs> TV times this week: Thursday, Friday. These are Eastern times uh, from one thirty to four a.m. on the cock. Uh, 4 a.m. to 3 p.m. on USA. And then the always clutch final hour shift, the final middle finger they'll throw at you, the final hour on Thursday and Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. moves from your television to the cock uh, for one hour. It's just a just such a phenomenal fuck you. I have to respect it at this point. It's, it's the best. I kind of thought maybe when they're introducing the cock, that was going to be their way to tricking you into signing up, but it's still just an incredible middle finger to viewers. Like just a complete and total lack of respect. So have you watched the uh, Fresh Prince reboot on the cock? Yet? I haven't. No, I got that on my queue for this week. <laughs> Set some reminders, everyone, to to go ahead and cancel the cock on uh, come Monday as well. This is cancel, cancel cock. I see it. Cancel culture. Uh, Saturday, 5 to 7 a.m. on the USA Network, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on NBC. Sunday, 4 to 7 a.m. on USA, uh, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. on NBC on Sunday. I'll tell you who we didn't mention. I know he hasn't had a great season, but he's he's kind of been, been decky poking around a little bit. No, Cam Young. He was runner up last year. Sure. It is what a what a jarring, jarring change, especially from was match play the first week that he had uh Paul Tesori on the bag and he went out and like birdied his first like eleven holes or whatever so. that was. That looked like it was going to be like I would have I would have lost so much money if I was if I was placing like futures bets on Cam Young's 2023 at that moment. And from from that moment to where we are now is just truly jarring. I'm I'm glad you brought it up, Play, TC. Played well at Augusta, T7 there. Um, like I like I'm not gonna enter this into the record, but like T6 at John Deere is like his only good finish since Augusta. Otherwise, everything's been like 32nd or higher. Yeah, that's and wild. it's been a lot of things. It's uh it's it's putting mostly, like really bad putting at the PGA, really bad putting at the memorial, like truly need some help kind of putting uh, minus 2.59 per round at the memorial that's 10 shots if you make the cut over the course of a tournament but you miss cutting both of those the approach play extremely average off the tee very average um you know above average but not as good as what we were used to seeing from peak uh cameron young so almost everything's been a regression um uh for him so far this year but i don't know he's still like He's not that far off overall in his overall total from 2022 to 2023 in strokes gained, but he has not done much of anything. He had so many top finishes last year. He's had like no peak weeks this year. 
I, I got to clear out some time on my calendar to go back and watch. They have uh, every shot from Tiger's final round. 2006 Ooh. is on YouTube as well. There's so much great content on the open YouTube channel. This is, I would suggest you're, you're going to hear this on Tuesday, but Tuesday and Wednesday, whatever time you can carve out for Rory's champions, uh, Chronicles of a Champion for Rory, the, the, his look back at, at the Liverpool win is one of the greatest pieces of content I've ever seen anywhere. The greatest piece of golf content ever made of just his childhood look and like just reflecting on uh, all of his childhood dreams and all that coming into fruition at the, at the open in 2014. Uh, it's my favorite tournament, man. It's the best. Uh, I think I've come off. Like it's not the masters. It's this one. Like it's, it's absolutely this one. Definitely. Any other notes you guys have, or is this a, a, a shorter preview? I feel like we get, uh, we get wound up and talking on a lot of these, but look, I, you want to do our favorite open venues now? Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Let me, let me transition us into that. Cause I think I want to see, I know they had they had added. I think the amateur they announced at Port Marnock here recently. I think they're slotting in for Burkdale uh, in twenty five or twenty six because Burkdale is going to be going uh, through some renovations. So I would like to see Port Marnock added to the Rota. It's time hereby, hereby calling on the RNA. Yes, and they can make a ton of money. It's near Dublin. Have you, I, it's long fantastic. enough. Have you been there? No, it, it it screams to me very very difficult uh, infrastructure. Like it's up against this. Uh, like it, they used to have to travel to this place via like uh, they just have to like if I'm remembering this right, they had to like ford an estuary to get there. Like it's 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 out on <laughs> this like it's, oh it's awesome it's awesome. <laughs> it doesn't scream like open championship venue to me. Uh, I I would love to see it, but I don't think they have the the land to make that one work. That would that seems like a tough lift. Maybe that's the RNA's chance to do to do an LACC open. That'd be great, or connect the estuary to you know some other body of water. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, Solly, do you have the uh, future open venues in, in front I of do. you? Do it's it's not a long list. They only announce them for every three years, I believe. So it goes uh, to Troon next year, uh, and it goes to Port Rush in 2025. Um, 2026 is not announced yet. So wow. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I feel like a lot of people other than me would, would have a better idea as to where that's going to go. But I also feel they should, they should go to Australia. <laughs> sure. Open Royal, Royal Calcutta, maybe. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Like, well, let we can get into the Royal, the, like that being misused and misapplied to so many different golf courses around the world. It's, it's crazy. There's, there's hundreds let's do venues then what's what's I, I kind of a fun that little actually i thought this was going to be easier than it was i asked you guys to to rank your top 10 open championship venues we're going to do it basically everything that's every venue that's been used in the last 90 years um it you know Lytham and turnberry have kind of seemingly fallen out of the road if you will but i asked you guys to include this include them on this list who wants to go first do you want to go 10 to 1 or 1 to 10 let's go 10 to 1 all right go 10 to 1 we'll, we'll go around my number 10 Mostly because I struggle to think of too many memories. It kind of washes together with a lot of the others. Is Lytham. Whoa. Wow. I told you guys, I wow. haven't been there. I, I don't live this C-suite life where people are flying me all over the place to get a good look at these open venues. I, I remember, you know, I remember Ernie L's. I don't really remember much of anything else. I'm, I'm really sorry. Lytham is my number one. Really? <laughs> Ahead of the old course, which you have said is yeah. by far your most your favorite golf course in the world. Well, yeah, but I'm not sure like the old course is the best open championship venue. <laughs> it's the best course in the world, not necessarily on the road. <laughs> What's your 10? For me, it's 
It's it's St. George. Same. I, I fucking hate Royal St. Oh, like, okay. I, nah, I'm not going to tell I you loathe, there. I loathe when they have the open there. It's, it's, fu- that- it's not scenic. It doesn't pop on TV. The wind didn't blow last time. It's it's like not a real Lynx. It's, oh, it's come just, on. It's disgusting. It's a real Lynx. I, I would I wanted to start I'm glad you said all of these things because it's there's no open championship venues that stink. It it they're all fantastic. It's the only one that it stinks. It doesn't stink. It's totally fine. It is clearly last for me, but it's not it is not even a bad golf course. Like the the venues are this good. They're that it's it's Again, high floor. Like we're not talking about. It doesn't you know, stink. It stinks in relation to the other ones. I think it's not even in the same ballpark as all the other ones. I, I had it as number nine, so we can okay. we can move on. What's your number nine, TC? My number nine, Port Rush. What? That's. I didn't really like Port that's Rush. Jarring. That feels disqualifying. <laughs> I just didn't. I, really cool golf course. I just it didn't really do it for me. Even with Tommy finishing second. <laughs> Yeah, it just didn't really do it for me. Okay. Uh, nine is Troon for me. That's that's uh, an easy one. Troon is, again, I enjoy playing it. I will enjoy the Open next year, but it's it's probably the worst Scottish course that, that hosts uh, hosts an Open. It's you're, just totally okay. You're, totally you're, you're setting me up. I had Troon at eight. Okay. I had uh, I, I had Carnoustie. Jeez. All right. Are you sure you're going 10 to 1, not <laughs> 1 to 10? Yeah. Well, I, no, I had Troon. I had Troon at seven. I think Troon... There's something weird I like about that coast down there. Like I like it when they have it down on that coast, that west coast of, of Scotland. It just feels. He sounded like Azinger talking about the DP World Tour over on that coast <laughs> over there. <laughs> no, there's just something. There's something about you know you got Presswick right there. You've got at the ferries. You got you got the airport, the uh, you know cargo airport there. You got the train running through. It's it just feels it feels a little bit you know rough and rugged down there. Oh yeah, so, so I love West Coast. We had eight, eight. Uh, Burkdale for me. Burkdale is again wow. totally fine. It's fine. Burkdale's fine. It's not the sexiest. It's not the. It's not in the the upper Burkdale's half. Burkdale's a me. proper golf. It's course. It's a good golf course. It's a good golf course. It's 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 eighth for me. I think it's like flushers only kind of golf course. Yeah, it's fine. Burkdale's totally fine. Deej number seven. Uh, I had Hoylake number seven. Okay. DC. For a lot of the reasons we've mentioned, just kind of yep. you know, it's it's is what it is. Big big dick players only, but you know, we're uh, just stiff competition ahead of it. Real quick, are we doing like places that we enjoy the open that like we like it that it's there? Not just like, hey, I think this is the best golf course. I think it's like a combination yeah. of like, do I get ex- okay. I get excited about courses I like and watching the open go there as well? Like yeah. it's a combination for me. But it's also about the scene and the visuals. Sure. And the- people there Just general and, yeah, excitement okay. level for the shots and the, the entire scene yeah. and, and let me say by the way uh, on my lithium being number 10 if there's great content for me to consume this is all a reflection of the broadcast and yeah. you know it's not like i haven't watched the open uh over the last 30 years here so that, you know is that maybe it's my fault that i have no memories from from this place but other I, than I, adam scott hitting in the bunker but you know uh, other than that i would love would love to be educated on this topic one of my favorite memories from Lytham is is Gary Player basically taking out a broom <laughs> and cleaning out the area behind his ball. <laughs> was that like 1956 yeah, next to the or something? Yeah, yeah. 73 <laughs> or something. I, I will say, Deej, playing it, uh, it's one of my favorites to play. It elevated all of the, all of the Lytham memories sure. to me. Like, it's yeah. so sick to play. Yeah. 250 bunkers. We'll get – it's going to be a while for yeah. me, but we're going to get up to that one. But what's number – where are we at? Seven? You did seven? I did seven. What was your seven, TC? 
My seven was Troon. Okay. okay. Uh, my seven is Turnberry. I think it's wow. it's cool. It's really it's been it's even better since the last time we saw it uh, with the redo and the new holes by the water. This has, of course, needless to say, no <laughs> no no. Uh, Keep your the, politics the, out of it. So the like. ownership has nothing to do with this take. It is truly just about uh, the golf course. I think it's. I think it can tend to be overrated a little bit, uh, but it is really good and really cool, and I'd be thrilled to see the Open go back there in yeah. the right circumstances. Here, here. Number six. Six? I've got Hoylake. Yeah, six. we're going to start getting some overlap. I, I got Burkdale. You know, feels like more of a more of an iron player's golf course than than some of the others, and just re- I really enjoyed it, you know, looking back at 17. I got Hoylake at number six as well. So number five, Pie Man. I think the first one of the heavy hitters here, but I, I'm going Muirfield at, at five. Probably would be higher if I had played it, if I had attended an open there, I'm sure. But uh, you can only get through so much through the TV, I think. And for whatever reason, it doesn't just it just doesn't jump off the TV screen as much as uh, some others do for for me. But obviously, there's many takes historically uh, to the contrary. So I'm respectful of all of those as well. Respect to everyone's opinion. <laughs> TC. Yeah. I've got Burkdale at five. Okay. I think it's a great golf course. I think it's it's a little bit lacking in certain ways, especially the first few holes. Um, but I don't know. It's we, like the clubhouse is weirdly cool. It's the par fives coming down the stretch are awesome. I don't know. I think it's it's just like you can't fake it around that golf course. I went uh, Port Rush at number five. I think it's spectacular. The new holes that they added are fantastic. Um, the crowds there are awesome. The whole setting there and how that fifth hole sets against the ocean and those holes that run along the dunes, it's it's a proper I that was an awesome open. It really was. And um it, it gave us the the Kyle Porter Memphis tweet, which is another reason why I have it so high up on the list as well. So it's you know, obviously a, a great highlight. Somehow that was important. I just didn't I don't know what like maybe it's just a me problem. I just didn't feel like the golf was that interesting. Like I felt like the action was interesting. I just didn't feel like the shots that they were required to hit was I don't know. Gosh, I yeah, well, maybe I, I need to I need to go rewatch okay. it. Maybe I've banished it from my memory because Tom and JB Holmes tried to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> We're at uh, what four? Number four. Uh, I had Turnberry. You know, echo everything you have said about it, Solly. I, I think oh, big DT guy, huh? Massive DT guy. I uh, love what they've done with the place. Finally, feels like they captured the soul of it. No, I think you know it's a it's a bit of a pebble. Like if it wasn't on the ocean, would it be so high? But but it is, yeah. and I, I think like there's, I don't know, man. It's yeah, sick. maybe is it slightly overrated? Sure, but like, can I call the memory like about five or six different just iconic shots and views and like, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Please bring it back. TC. I've got Turnberry as well. Three, you want to just do three, two, one here after your fourth? I have, which, which I I think the reason they haven't brought it back to Turnberry is because Stu Sink. Just they don't want to dredge up those memories. (laughs) I think it's two. Yeah. I think there's two main people. I think Stu Stu Sink's definitely one of them. My number four is Lytham. It's just an awesome puzzle piece. There's a lot of low key, really cool memories like the Ian Woosnam. Uh, taking two drivers out and uh, 15 clubs and not finding out until the second tee. That's sick. Duvall winning there. Um, it, it's there's just, I, I freaking love that place. It's so cool. The Adam Scott uh, breakdown, Sevy memories there. I, I love the route. I love how the front nine meanders up that side and then the back nine starts zigzagging back and forth. And Clubhouse, 18th hole, how that sits. I, I, I really love that place. So 
Solly, let me hear your your three, two, one. My number three is Carnoustie. I think it's a really, really fun golf course. Not it, it gets a, a harder it's a reputation for being way harder than it is and more miserable than it is. It's really fun to play. I I've greatly, greatly enjoyed that golf course and I love watching opens see, there. Unless you have COVID. I totally agree. I love playing it. I don't love watching golf on that one anymore. I feel like they totally missed the boat last time it was there. It was guys mega were, firm like, that year. It was, it was incredible so at 18. No, I know, but I felt like guys were, were missing it way offline. And it was like, they were missing the bunkers. They were missing all the trouble. I thought 18 was sick. Speed driving the green on one and making yeah. Eagle and, uh, a tiger Cat, making the run Cat his way. Yeah. Carnoustie Carnoustie was awesome. Best player in the world. I like it. It's just, you know, I need to see a better major there. That was, that was any, that was any an major would have been awesome great. Major. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say your expectations Whoa. might be a little too high. If you were, if you were digging that one. Now Vandeveld there, that's one, that's probably my favorite, <laughs> favorite British Open memory of all time. Sergio Padraig. That was an incredible one. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I just like, I feel like any major in 2018 would have been epic because everything was so burned out. Like, I don't think we should give Carnoustie the, benefit of that right? i don't know i think carnoustie is is sweet yeah um, i'm in your I, had that, I had that at number three as well okay okay what's your 3d i had sorry i had turnberry then muirfield then the old then lytham as my number one okay okay um muirfield two and old course for, at one for me i had poor rush two and old course at one poor rush two hell yeah poor rush is sick man That's it's sweet. just like what i mean God, it's, hard. it's a hard game. It's a hard game. Plenty of on course X's and O's we can we can get into certainly of like what you know, we want to talk about like what comes through on TV. Just the the town of Portrush and welcoming the open there for the first time and like all the things that had to go into that happening and all the Rory stuff was phenomenal, all the Shane Lowry stuff was phenomenal, the fucking aerials are amazing. It's just it, it, can't go back there soon enough. And mm. the fact that they're going back so soon is it's wild and like kind of unprecedented almost, it seems like. And uh, Listen, I'm very I'll, I'll give it another chance. I'll give it That's another chance. That's huge of you. Thank you, TC. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I don't know. I really like Muirfield. I think it's just a proper, heads out of there. <laughs> proper test. I think it's cool when they have it in, in uh, you know, East Lothian. Yeah. I think the old, I don't need to say anything about the old. It's fantastic. Uh, and Lytham, I think Lytham, Sal, you said it perfectly. Having played it, and just it's like a chess match. It's it's like a thinking man's golf course. I've never been more engaged with a round of golf than the round we played there. Uh, just you know, it, it was it was like playing four dimensional chess, trying to keep it out of those bunkers, trying to be, you know, trying to par those last four holes, knowing what Adam Scott did, uh, like Layman, Duval, Seve, like Ernie, like those are my like those are some of my favorite memories of the British Gary Open. Player. Uh, and then I, I just think it's weird too, right? Yeah. You got the, you got the par three opening hole. You got that awesome clubhouse. You got seven goes up that hill. You got that little par three in the back there. You got the short drivable four after that. It's, it's just, it asks weird, weird questions. And that's everything that I love about Lynx golf. Yeah. Mm. God, God, I, go play open, guys. I know I want to go play. <laughs> We will have live shows, of course, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, courtesy of our friends at High Noon, KVV and really Neil. afternoons. Thursday True. afternoon, Friday yep. afternoon, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. That's correct. Uh, a little earlier than usual, of course. What time is your, what's, what's wake up call to watch the golf this week for you guys? 
Depends on tea times. Depends on who's out. Yeah, for sure. Definitely agree with that. Also, I think I'm, I'm not too proud to, uh, put the phone away and, uh, just DVR these things because if you're just going to waterboard us with commercials, then that's going to be what we're going to have to do. So uh, makes me miss ESPN. Yeah. I think we're probably just going to DVR and try to whip through the first, you know, (laughs) you can probably watch the first four hours of coverage in about 90 minutes. That's a good, a good call. So I'll probably wake up. I'll probably be up at five thirty. Say yeah. and watch, watch the. I'll, I'll probably do the same. Watch that's, the four a.m. run great. from there. I'm not going to get up for the cock at one thirty. Coffee, TC. What's your coffee situation going to be? That's. So I get up earlier Thursday than I do Friday. Yeah, I usually run out of gas for it too. You know what? I opened up that that uh, anaerobic geisha. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, the Ethiopian. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, guys, I want to apologize in advance for some of my takes on those open. <laughs> <laughs> this is unprecedented. People are going to fucking roast me. I might have to roast myself. I think I blacked out when I was making the list. I was trying to be I, like, I don't know. I was like, man, like you're, you're a contrarian. Student. Uh, man, I mean, there's, there's some, there's some real head scratchers in there. So. May have to revisit that one on, on, Friday, <laughs> on Friday or Saturday, uh, but I stand by Lytham at one and and the old at two, and I stand by St. George's. At, at, I would at love for you to totally revisit it and come back with this same exact list. You know what? Actually, I won't apologize. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it at that. I cannot wait for this week. Uh, cannot wait to tune into your guys' shows. I cannot. I just love this tournament, and uh, I can't wait to get back to going to these things because it's been too long since we've been. Do you have the Phil Beeper on this week? Uh, I, I was going to buy a beeper to, to kind of have as a bit for the shows, but I don't think uh, I, I don't think that'd be necessary. Yeah, days. I don't know how easy it is to track down a beeper, but um, well, hopefully you, uh, we'll have you with us, and if not, you'll be uh, you know basking in the glow of your newborn. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We're on watch, so guys, Faldo on the on the call this week too. How about that? That's cool. He's That's I awesome. think he's doing like the all access thing on NBC. I don't think he's like on the call. I could be could be wrong. I think it's a I believe that to be a very right. optional uh, part of the viewing. If not, I'm gonna have yeah. some strongly worded uh, opinions <laughs> on that because I, I was told I was told we were done. I was told this was over. There were tears and everything. I kind of thought we were done with this. Uh, and if that's not the case, then then yeah, it's gonna be upsetting. So. All right, it's time to go because it's Christian Encarnacion Strand's debut tonight. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you on the live shows later this week and enjoy the best week of the year. Cheers. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect any